Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Manfred over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. And Claire, we're doing something a little different today, aren't we? Yeah, we certainly are. We thought we would share some insights for our UK listeners uh, with regards to some tips and guidance from some guys that we've had on the show previously. So we'll be picking out some of the golden nuggets to share with the UK as we approach our second lockdown. Yeah, so for those of you who are not in the UK, you might not know that um, from last Thursday, England went back into its second full national lockdown, um, predicted to be until around the 2nd of December. And understandably, even though the restrictions are slightly different this time around to how they were the first time around, understandably, a lot of uh, businesses are getting pretty nervous about the whole thing. So um, when you consider that at the beginning of the first lockdown, the Big Little Business Show wasn't even a thing, we thought, I'm going to sneeze in a minute, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, don't you just hate it when that happens? But when sometimes you wait for it all day, and then when it finally arrives, it's like... Oh. All day? Have you waited for a sneeze all day? Yeah. And then it catches wow. you by surprise and you have to look into the light really quick so you don't lose it. God, I mean, I, I think it's annoying being on the precipice of a sneeze for about 30 seconds, but if you're on the <laughs> precipice of a sneeze for, for a whole day, that must be agonising. I am a hay fever sufferer. Where's it gone? Where's your sneeze? Oh, I think I've swallowed it. I think we're OK. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Now, the first time uh, we went into uh, lockdown, the uh, Big Little Business Show didn't exist. So second time around, we thought we'd jump on it uh, and give you as much help as we possibly can. And of course, now we're 25 episodes in, Claire. Uh, we've got lots and lots of expert advice out there for us to uh, draw on. And we've learned a lot through the last 25 weeks too, haven't we? Oh, so much, so much. And uh, some really inspirational people who have really hit rock bottom in business. Um, and clawed their way back up. So, um, yeah, I've learned a huge amount. And business is now, business is tough, can be really tough anyway. But especially at the moment, people are really having to jump through hoops and smash out those comfort zones and really, I, I feel, concentrate much more so on their, their personal development to be the best version that they can be. One other thing I want to mention before we get going is at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about a very exciting announcement, something we want you to get involved with. Details at the end. This is the Big Little Business Show. Let's go back to episode one because that was the beginning of June. Our first episode, we were already about a month and a bit into the first lockdown at that point. And our first guest was a guy called Gavin Inskip, who's a warm-up guy for TV shows. And he came on to talk about how to present in front of an audience, whether that be an actual audience or a virtual one. Now, one of the interesting things that Gavin noticed at the beginning of the first lockdown was how businesses were already learning to adapt. He had a very special name for it, too. Let's have a listen. I noticed my friends who are doing well and my friends who are not are not doing well, but not doing as well. And it's it's people with their business who have adapted. And it's kind of like one of the phrases I've came up with during this lockdown is adapt or die, because the people who are doing well are the ones who are thinking outside the box and going, right, I'm going to do this, this. Outside the lockdown, I realise I've been doing that with my work for pretty much my whole career. And in this lockdown, basically, I had a day where 80% well, my work was cancelled in a day because obviously I'm doing uh, live studio warm-ups that requires studio audience, or if not, I'm going out to uh, work in TV studios or I'm hosting quizzes or corporate events, everything in the public sector. And the one thing that that's sort of like kept me going for an income is my, my voiceovers and the fact that I can do that at home. And the only reason why I've got that is because... It, it, it's one job of about five or six that I do. Just as long as you know your skills and how you can 
bend that into different areas, that's what I think keeps you, well, basically it keeps you survive the adapt or die thing. Now, you mentioned a really good thing when we were talking about this off air before we started recording, uh, which is um, at the beginning of lockdown, it's kind of almost like you have to sit down and think about what you can change, what you can do and not worry about the stuff that you can't do. So much of what we try to control, actually, we just can't. And it's really hard to be in a situation where we're not in control as business owners. And I think that is the way it is all the time, you know, aside from COVID, but especially at the moment, we don't have any measure of time, how long it's going to go on for. So rather than exert, personally, I feel rather than exert the energy getting so cross and frustrated and what should people be doing and what they aren't doing, actually, what can you do? What can you do as a business owner? What you do have control over, concentrate on that because otherwise you're just going to exert so much energy on something that just can't can't be changed. It reminds me of the um, episode we had on a few weeks ago when we spoke with John Lamerton about making a plan. Uh, and he was talking about how, how his plan completely crumbled uh, when uh, the first lockdown hit. Um, and I, think, I can't remember, one of my mentors said to me, this week ain't over till next week's planned. And I take that into a daily thing now. So today isn't over. Monday isn't over till Tuesday's planned. And you, because you cannot plan Tuesday any further than Monday night because you don't know what you've achieved. You don't know what fires have started up that need putting out. You know, small business owners, we make plans, but unfortunately, stuff happens that affect our plans. And that's where the 90 days is very useful as well. If I could look back at my 90 day goals for, June, July, and August. No, in fact, let's go earlier than that. April, May, June. Uh, sorry, March, April, May. So I planned them in February. The world got a little bit different in March. So I got my pen out mid-March or towards the end of March, and I made some adjustments and I scribbled some stuff out because I couldn't carry on with that plan as was. But what I ended up doing was a new 90-day plan, which I adapted to the world around me and we we smashed it out. We got a new website launched. We got a load of new content written. We increased our open rates on our emails. We didn't achieve what we planned to achieve, but we adapted to it. And something that occurred to me today, because I was talking to one of my clients uh, who actually shut on Thursday and will be closed until lockdown lifts. Um, and um, that's to use the downtime to plan for a boom. So if you're in a position where you're going to expect a busy month leading up to Christmas in any normal year, this year, I would imagine that's going to be tenfold because people who normally do their Christmas shopping early might not be able to do so much of it during November. So come Christmas, some sorry, come December, when the lockdown lifts, I can imagine the shops are going to be absolutely chaotic. Yeah, I think it's going to, I think, well, I think shopping actually in general has changed. I think people's shopping habits have changed a lot. Um, I know I'm best friends with Amazon right now. So um, I'm actually on first name terms with the Amazon delivery driver. <laughs> but, you know, it just makes you realise, though, how, how, how different you can shop. However, for shops that do have to close, um, I think it's going to be a big challenge, big challenge. Now you've got the luxury of time to be able to sit down and think, right, what can I do better this December? How can I do this better? So actually make more money this December uh, or, or claw back some of the profit that I might have lost during November. So now is the time, back to the whole planning thing, Claire. Now is the time where you can sit down and think, right, what can I do to make December better this year? Or even think further forward than that and into January and February when the sales start. Yeah, and I think a lot of businesses, because they are seasonal and they will have, you know, their top top months 
you know, maybe, I don't know, in the summer and December. I think this will potentially help people maybe to just think further forward and actually to maybe change the ways that they're working for the better. Yeah, you mentioned about this when we were talking about putting this show together uh, and you mentioned about maybe even thinking forward further than that and thinking about what you can do and how you can improve your business into 2021 perhaps. Yeah, I think what it is is because we're so busy. We're just so busy. We don't have time to reflect. And one thing I know that I've I've learned from this situation as tough as it has been is to reflect and just digest what's happening and, and to think clearly about what direction that you're heading because otherwise we lead such fast-paced lives we don't have time to stop and think no you're right you don't you're exactly right you use this downtime wisely and think right what can i do um next year how can i grow my business next year can we bring my brother in i don't know how long ago it was now probably about a month six weeks ago uh you surprised me by uh, bringing my brother in as a guest on the show uh now my brother gary runs a very successful business helping companies out of struggled times and, and he's an accountant by trade but one of the things that he picked up on which is one of those reoccurring themes we talk about on the show claire which is don't be afraid to ask for help everybody has a very strong emotional attachment to their business I mean, I know I have, and I know that's what I've experienced with all my clients over the years. You know, they have a very strong emotional attachment to that business. That can get in the way of objectivity. Um, so you do need that outside influence, whatever it is, whether it's just a trusted advisor you might already have, a friend that knows, understands business, your accountant, your lawyer, whatever. You know, or if you really need specialist help, then it might have to be a specialist turnaround person or an insolvency person. But you, you, the earlier you get that help to get pull you away from, you know, looking at the day-to-day detail and actually understanding the big picture. Um, it's really, really valuable. And obviously, bigger businesses, which have got full boards of directors and that sort of thing, if they're functioning properly, then the, the board of directors should be should be the place where that type of debate's going on because that's where they should be interacting with each other and one's keeping check on another and different viewpoints are brought to the, the table. So you have that ability to have that healthy debate within the business about what it should be doing and what it shouldn't be doing. When you're much smaller and maybe there's only, you know, you're working on your own or just with one or two people, then you don't get the benefit of that. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's, it's, it's yeah, I can't overemphasize that the need to bring objectivity to the table and often the best way of doing that is to, to get someone, even if it's just someone to talk to. I mean, there's a starting point. Share your troubles. It's, it, how often have we had conversations with people about something that's bothering us? And just to, even if they haven't really offered much in the way of advice or ideas, just getting it off your chest. You know, the old thing of, you know, problem shared is problem halved. It's so true. I feel that actually asking for help shows huge strength as a business owner because how can we learn and how can we progress if we don't actually identify the key areas which need development and it's rather like the feedback that we're always saying you know to get feedback good and bad feedback any feedback is good feedback but there is a huge strength as a business owner to reach out to the right people like your brother and ask for help before it becomes too late. Totally right, yeah. Um, someone else, I can't remember who else it was who said, you know, park your ego and think about who you can get to help. And even if you're even if you're struggling uh, and thinking you need some help to get through the next six months or get through the next couple of months maybe, um, there is plenty of help there, out there. And that leads us on nicely 
to the exciting announcement at the end of the show, which we won't talk about yet, but we'll save it till the end. It's a big deal. I'm, ex- I, I, I'm excited about it, even if Claire isn't. I am. I am. I am. Um, so we've had a few guests on the show um, that talk about mental health. I don't know about you, but I think mental health is so important when you're running your own business for lots of reasons. Because I know that in your business, you uh, speak to a lot of companies who might be only have one employee, a one-man band, a self-employed person. Uh, And when you're isolated from your customers or you're doing things at home, uh, then um, that can be a pretty lonely place, can't it? Yeah, it can. I think there's a lot to be said for the um, having the conversations by the the water cooler. You know, some of the best ideas could actually come from actually just speaking to people when you're not actually theoretically working <laughs> and I think the same comes from when you're working as a as a, an SMA, SMA particularly on your own um you need to have that person to share your ideas with to you know give you some feedback and to sound you know sound people off with you know what what you're planning to do moving forward yeah that was a, it's such an important time when you're in an office it's even just like where you used to go and sit and have some lunch or something you might just be talking about absolutely nothing on other days you might be talking about something to do with work and you might get some good ideas that way and it certainly helps to you know start talking about these things with other people even if they're not directly connected with what you're doing because that's where you get some really great ideas and again this is another reoccurring theme it needs someone from the outside looking in i think this is what dean fox said on last week's episode about how um it's difficult to see the picture without look what did he say i can't remember what he said now it was can you remember what it was it's hard to see yourself in the picture without the frames it was something like that let's play the clip and we'll remind ourselves i had this saying that when you when you're in the picture you can't see the frame I spent a long time between kind of, well, most of my life, but certainly between kind of 2000, early 2000s when we set up the business through to 2011, 2012, um, that sort of time frame. I spent a lot of the time in the picture. I couldn't see anything outside of that. And sometimes I've realized that what you need is you need someone, whether it's somebody else or whether it's just um, a book or, or hearing somebody talk, but you need someone just to give you a bit of a different perspective, a different view on what it is that you're looking for. Lots of people develop this when then mentality. And I certainly had that. I was waiting for something. So, you know, I'd be happy when, and I'll be successful when, and I, I realized during the, this journey over the last decade, if you like, that actually I have everything already. I don't need anything else. Happiness is something I have. It's not something I get. There it is. That makes much more sense now. He said it so much better than us, didn't he? We were nearly there. (laughs) (laughs) We were close. But anyway, you get the picture. See what I did there? I get the... Very good. Very smooth. Um, I think this, this comes back to the reflection, though, as well, doesn't it? Again, because you're not actually working and really working full pelt, but sometimes when you stop, you come up with your best ideas. Hopefully this is um, proving to be a bit of a helpful episode. I know it's a very different episode to the one that we might normally have. And we have a great guest lined up for next week uh, who was meant to be on this week's show, but we just parked it because we felt it was really important uh, to start talking about uh, what's going on right now. And a lot of podcasts We'll do that, but some podcasts don't. We appreciate you might be picking this episode up uh, six months or maybe a year after we've recorded it, and some of this might not make sense. So 
Um, just to put it into context, right now the UK is in its second lockdown uh, from COVID. We went into lockdown last Thursday. Uh, so we thought we'd park our normal um, format for the show today and think about some things that people can do right now uh, to help them to get through this month, help their business to survive beyond this month, uh, and maybe to make them think about, make them, make them not feel alone so much and feel like the uh, things are, uh, you know, you're really spiraling out of control in a lot of cases i think it's just about perspective isn't it it's just about how you look at the situation mm. there's a lot yeah there's a lot of talk about it's not this the situation that happens it's how we respond to it and of course you know it's very often at the moment you know the unthinkable we we don't know how to respond maybe because we haven't been in this situation before but i do feel a lot of the things that we're talking about today are very transferable across any business at any stage however i just think it's much more prevalent now because this is the time where people need to have that support so i hope that people feel supported yeah i i totally agree i think the, a lot of these skills are, are very transferable doesn't matter whether you're in lockdown um in a covid crisis in a pandemic or, or not uh these are all important things and some of these things like we've said already a couple of times clara some of these things are, are you reoccur on the podcast time and time again i don't know about you but when i, I started doing this podcast with you back in beginning of june i didn't expect that to happen no no i didn't i didn't uh i i do i can't remember what episode it was i think it may have been about halfway through and i thought wow that's this a similar message that we got from a previous um episode and then of course as time's gone on it's hearing people with different backgrounds but conveying a similar message but said in a different way it's fascinating. I know. I, I almost listen out for it and think, well, what's our guest going to come up with this week that we've already had on the show? And that's not a bad thing. It's not a case of anyone repeating themselves. It's it's kind of underlining how important some of this stuff is because you know if, if loads of different coaches come up with a very, very similar uh, set of strategies or a set of plans or a set of ideas, then these things must work. Well, I think it's like a universal language for business, to be honest. I think just said from a different perspective with people with different backgrounds and different experiences. Yeah, you're totally right. Uh, now, one other thing that I think it's important to talk about that people can do during lockdown, um, and this is something that we spoke about with James St. Pierre a few episodes ago, is not to ignore the customers you've already got. Uh, a lot of people tend to hustle for new customers, uh, but actually you might already be connected with your existing customers, whether your your business is running or it's not running. So at this point, it might be a good idea to connect with those people and just check in on them and say, well, look, here's what we're planning to do when we do reopen. Yeah, absolutely. There's a huge focus with business of new, 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 new equals growth. But actually, very often it can be staring you in the face as to where your business growth can be. And if you go above and beyond, I don't. I feel at the moment that you can't overdo customer service. People need to feel recognised. They need to feel appreciated. They need to feel listened to. So why not? Yeah, go back to those customers, existing customers, whether you have them now or six months or twelve months ago, and just touch base with them and say hi. They'd appreciate it. Let's go back to listen to a clip from the episode with James St. Pierre. Now, James runs a, a health club. Let's just play this clip because what James did at the beginning of the first lockdown was really impressive. And hopefully you can take some inspiration from it. A lot of gyms and a lot of uh, people in the fitness industry and businesses in the fitness industry uh, didn't really know how to cope with lo lockdown when it happened. A lot of them pressed pause on their business and are now paying the price for it. What you did at the beginning of lockdown was actually pretty unique and I don't think I've seen any other business do it, which is you actually stripped your gym out and started delivering some of your kit to your clients, didn't you? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think first of all, no one really knew what was going to happen back in March when 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 this all started to happen. So we were all kind of flying by the seat of our pants, really, and just trying to get through. Um, but yeah, I kind of made a decision at the start that we were going to come out of this, you know, okay, we were going to get through it. And we were going to actually try, if anything, to learn from the experience and actually to provide a better service to people um, at the end of lockdown that we did at the start. So yeah, I was, uh, you know, delivering equipment, including we've got 15 spinning bikes, indoor cycles, you know, that we, we drop ground to, to members houses, include things like rowing machines and ski machines. And, but yeah, you know, dumbbells, kettlebells, all this equipment went out. And then we decided very quickly, we had to offer, you know, an online offering to keep people motivated and connected throughout lockdown. Um, and one of the things that was one of the most successful things I did was, was every day I recorded a, a short video, which was kind of my daily lockdown update. And it became a bit of a, a bit of a thing for members to, to watch every morning when they had their they had their coffee or their breakfast. And it was just a five to 10 minute video of me in the morning, just talking to people, letting them know what was happening that day, if there was any new things to announce, uh, talking about various topics that might help them throughout lockdown or help them with their with their, their training and their nutrition and their lifestyle and, and just staying positive throughout. So again, that comes down to, I suppose, culture and community and and connection, you know, and build and building that community and and even though I'm not in front of people face to face, many people said that, you know, like I said, it became a part of their morning routine, you know, to watch this little five to 10 minute video with their coffee in the morning. And then we were somehow staying connected and staying at the front of mind for our members. That just proves that to look after your clients are going to ultimately give you loyalty. And then the loyalty will then transfer into referrals and the referrals will transfer into recommendations. And surely is that not your best asset as a business? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was such a great idea that James came up with. Um, and while obviously that might not apply to everyone, it just shows you James's level of thinking. Uh, he was hit with a problem and James sat down and thought, right, how can I solve this? Um, and then he went and did something which was quite extreme, actually. But it's something that perhaps other businesses might not have thought of and might have just sat down on. I know other gyms in the area have just thought at that point, just thought, oh, well, we can't do anything. We'll just close and have an extended holiday. But then they suffered for it afterwards. But then James came out the other side and, uh, well, his, his customers loved him even more because he went that extra mile and did that fantastic thing uh, to um, you know, keep his customers feeling special. And that, again, I think proves the point that the, there's a lot of emotion attached with uh, running a business and expanding a business. And if you're making your and supporting your clients to feel appreciated, that goes a long, long way. One of the other things you had on your list, Claire, which I think is important to, to bring up, is looking back a little bit and thinking about how far you've come. People forget to do that a lot, don't they? Yeah, I think because when you're working in a business every single day, the, the growth can feel very, very small. But I think it's equally so important to look back a week, a month, two months, you know, three months previous and actually look at where you are, what, sorry, where you were at and where you are now, because it's important to celebrate those small wins, because those small wins and small targets will develop into big wins and big targets. Um, I think sometimes as business owners, we can be a bit hard on ourselves. Yeah, this is one of those things that another one of those things that has come up a lot. Do you remember when we had Chad Borquin on the show? Yes, yes. Chad said pretty much a similar thing. And actually, I, I can relate to this completely. And I think you can, 
Claire, too, with what you do now. You look back at all your previous um, occupations or your jobs or the skills that you've learned along the way, and then you look at where you are now and think, wow, if I hadn't have done that, then this would have happened. It's you know, All the previous the skills you've learned mm. have combined to make what you're doing now possible. And have a listen to what Chad said about that. <clears throat> so the keys are always treat everything like you do like a business. And I think the, I think the reason people a lot of times will struggle, struggle turning their passion into a business is because they love doing it so much, they'll do it for free. And so then they discount it. This is easy because I've put the time in. This is easy because I'm passionate about it. This is just because it's easy for me doesn't mean it doesn't have value for other people. And even though those backup plan years you know, there was a lot of high, high, highlights in those years still. I mean, I'm not, it, it wasn't all bad. I learned so much from that. And a lot of what I learned turned actually played into us having quick success with this. I learned a tr- tremendous amount about people skills. I learned how to run an organization with the vitamin deal. Um, I learned how to book bands with the agency. I learned how to market with the advertising company. All those things have played into a successful music business now. So I'm grateful for all of it. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I can, I can instruct and teach somebody that doesn't want to go through all that <laughs> to get there yeah. a little easier than I did. So with Chad, it demonstrates how your journey that you've had has ultimately led you to be where you are today, if that makes sense. So we very often, I, I think, have a planned route <laughs> at school. You're told, you know, what you're going to be doing, what you're going to do, what you're going to do. But actually, all of those parts and elements of our experience, without one of those being that piece of the jigsaw, would not lead us to where we are today. It's so powerful, that. And it really makes me think, wow, what would have happened if I hadn't have done that? What would have changed now would I not be so good at doing this or yeah it's just funny funny how all the pieces go together don't they and when you look back if you just keep going back back and back and back you know I was uh, a little bit rebellious at school but that taught me that actually it's important to listen it's important to listen to people and ultimately we, we're in we're in charge of our own journey but sometimes it's not a straightforward ride you, there are lessons to be learned everywhere wow we're getting deep now Claire oh aren't we just I was I was actually just thinking that uh, I washed up for a living for a year did you yeah I didn't know that <laughs> yeah I washed up for a year and I made sure that those pa- pans and pots gleamed and then that was recognized and then I was headhunted and I was uh, offered an apprenticeship to start in the city and then that went on to start my career in training and it was all because I made the pot shine so whatever you do is a good thing to do it right well I love that that's a great story how have we got through 25 episodes of the big little business show and you haven't dropped that one in I don't really know it just came out (laughs) that's a great story I love that and the other thing I'm I'm learning about you all the time the other thing that we haven't talked about on the show up till this point Mm. um, and I didn't even know it had a name Claire is your jumper of excellence. Yes, I have a jumper of excellence. I'm a qualified NLP, I can't believe you. I'm a qualified NLP practitioner um, and there's a lot of association with uh, how certain experiences make you feel. And I won't go into that too much because that's a whole other different topic. But basically one of the items of clothing that 
really connects me with feeling empowered and feeling strong is my yellow jumper and it's my jumper of excellence and I swear it works I should hire it out I don't think it would work for someone else I think it's a unique thing to me must be but it really works really well it's my jumper of excellence so if ever I'm feeling uh you know a little bit lacking in confidence which happens does happen to me I have these little wobbles um I think that's normal I think it's healthy it's about how you get through those totally I will um put on my jumper of excellence and you said where do you saw it you said you look very bright today yeah <laughs> so and it is it's bright yellow this jumper is bright yellow to the point where you could see you could see claire from space in this jumper i know i glow i love it it really is bright uh, but uh, i love the fact that you have a jumper of excellence everyone needs to have you can have shoes of excellence you can have trousers of excellence you know if you step into your shoes of excellence they can take you to magical places most people have lucky pants claire has a jumper of excellence (laughs) (laughs) oh no you've got to do the jumper it's much more effective you get no wedgies either (laughs) and and yeah and everyone knows you're wearing it yeah they can see it it might be a little bit different with the pants so yeah unless you're superman then everyone maybe maybe those are his pants of excellence i don't know with the ones he wears on the outside of his trousers. I hate the wear pants. Can't we call them knickers? I don't wear knickers. Not in public, anyway. Or drawers or something. That's even worse. My grandma used to call them drawers. Yeah, good. Anyway, wait, what are we talking about? We're talking about businesses, aren't we? <laughs> Not pants. I don't know. This is The Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Let's wrap up now uh, by uh, talking about this little thing that we said that we were going to be talking about towards the end of the show. And that's something that Claire and I have put together... Uh, to help your businesses more than we're already helping you. Yes, and I am really excited about this because this is... um, (laughs) Stop laughing, you. So we've interviewed some extraordinary people from, you know, all around the world and they've come up with some amazing content and value for us. And, of course, they too then promote what it is that they do through their own social media platforms to connect with their audience. And we just thought it would be fantastic to bring all of these... Uh, entrepreneurs and successful business owners together in one place so they can share as part of like um, a community with the big little business show and share some of their their advice and you know a little bit about who they are in one place for us all all the information and the expert knowledge that they share on the show shouldn't have to stop there Uh, So this is why we've come up with the Big Little Business Club, and it's a Facebook group. We're going to invite all our previous um, experts who have been on the show uh, to uh, post and uh, share tips with you. I tell you what made me think, oh, we should so be doing this, because I know Claire and I have been talking about this idea for a little while now. Uh, It's back on episode 14. We had Andrew Crawford on, the bigger-than-life accountant. It was so funny. But I noticed that he was posting a few things uh, on Facebook over the weekend and at the end of last week, all about ways you can get some financial support uh, while you're in lockdown. And I thought to myself, well, this is great to see this on, on, on Andrew's timeline. We should be sharing this with our listeners as well. That's exactly the kind of thing we're going to be doing. I don't know why, but I just can't get the vision of him in those lycra trousers out of my mind. <laughs> but... You've got to listen to the episode to find out what we're talking about there. We won't play the clip now. If you want to find out more about the Big Little Business Club and you want to join, there are two ways you can do it. You can go and have a look at our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com slash biglittlebusinessshow, or head straight over to facebook.com slash groups slash biglittlebusinessclub. Uh, join the club and there will be loads of information which will help your business to grow, 
don't be afraid to strike up some conversations with these people ask for extra help uh, we'll be on there on a regular basis too so if you need any help or advice from us uh, then um, that's where you'll find us that's cool that's brilliant can I come can I be part of the club <laughs> oh do you want to come in as well yes please so that pretty much wraps it up for this week I know it's been a bit of an unusual episode but next week we've got a fantastic guest on the show uh, called Daniel Tolson Claire do you want to quickly talk about him yeah so Daniel Tolson is a leading world expert uh, business coach so what Daniel does is he really explores the emotional intelligence part of who we are and maybe why we respond to life in certain ways and actually how we can identify those parts of our experiences and rectify those and work through those in order to be successful business owners and he came out came out with some amazing content so that'll be on next week's show but this week don't forget to come and join the big little business club you can find that by going onto our facebook page facebook.com slash big little business show you can also connect with us on instagram and linkedin and you can find all the information on all our previous episodes at big little business show.co.uk whatever platform you're listening to us on don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review too because that helps the biggest up in podcast land so we're back to normal next week we look forward to seeing you in the club and now um, I'm off to drink some more of my wee juice Claire oh stop it (laughs) (laughs) say goodbye Claire bye bye the beat you've been listening to the big little business show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production.